0: Would you like to know the best way to learn anything if you want to learn something very quick and hear it and, and if you find that there's some people that learn and it just seems like they get it, they capture it and they're able to run with it very quickly and you're like, why are these people learning so much faster and I'm just struggling? Is it maybe that's just something that I do or could it be that there's actually a way or a method that will help you to learn so much faster? You could remember the word of God. You can shit. You can understand the Word of God and apply it to your life and not be a forgetful here, but to be doers and to remember the blessings, the promises, when the times that you need it the most. When you're going through a very difficult time and um, when you're able to recall back the lessons that God has said to you specifically so that you could remember the lessons that you're experiencing. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you the best way to learn anything. My name is Anik Leffingwell and here at the Army of Youth we are passionate about helping young people to identify their unique talents and to dedicate them to Christ's service. If this is something that interests you then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel and follow us on social media so that you can get more messages just like this one. So the best way to learn, I want to share this this story that kind of encapsulates this idea when I, I was reading of this man who was trapped in a blizzard, as he's going through, he was stuck and he was slowing down and he was starting to, lo- his, he was starting to get numb by the cold, and he was starting to freeze and he was about to give up his struggle to death and he it was almost chilled to death. He was about to give up his struggle. He had made the decision he was going to quit, but then. He heard the moans of a fellow traveler, someone who was also perishing from the cold, and his sympathy was aroused, and he was determined to rescue this man, and he chafed the ice-cold limbs of the unfortunate man. He put, with considerable effort, he raised him to his feet, and he carried him out to safety, and... As the sufferer couldn't stand alone, he bore him with his sympathizing arms and he went through the drifts that just moments before he thought he could never get through alone. Now he's carrying the guy to safety and when he had carried his fellow traveler to a place of safety, the truth flashed before his eyes and he realized that in saving his neighbor, he ended up saving himself also. And that is exactly how um, how learning works, that the best way to learn is to teach. Revelation 12, 11 says that we overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, and, and we love not our lives unto the death. It's by sharing our testimony and sharing with others the things as we learn, we're communicating with those around us. This is how we find victory. This is how we can remember the promises of God's Word right when we need it the most. A way that we could forget our problems is by going to seek and solve other people's problems. And by helping to solve the problems of others, our problems start to resolve. We start finding answers that we couldn't find for ourselves, that we're almost choking out the life, the joy, the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, and peace from our experience. When we start to bring love, joy, and peace to others, it's like this law of imparting that by giving, Give, and it shall be given unto you. And by teaching, you actually, you get to learn it twice. When we teach something, we get to learn it twice. And that makes it so much easier and faster for us to retain and to remember the things that we learn. I like the way that 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2 puts it. And uh, Paul is speaking to Timothy, and he says, The things which you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, Who shall be able to teach others also. So notice this. Paul is saying like, look, Timothy, the things that you hear me speak before the public, before to faithful men. You hear me. I want you to teach these things to faithful men. And it doesn't stop there. These faithful men are going to teach others also. So you see that there are four generations of leadership that are here spoken. Four generations of communicators that God doesn't just give us the truth so we can hoard it to ourselves; He blesses us so we can impart to others. That really one of the best ways to retain the knowledge that you want is to give it away. The best way to to retain and grow that which you have, that you want more of, is by giving that which you have away. This is, sometimes it's counterintuitive, but when we do this, it makes a huge difference. Because impression that does not lead to expression causes depression. Impression that does not lead to expression causes depression. And I like the next verse in verse three. The Bible says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. God is looking for gospel soldiers like you who are willing to say, Lord, This is out of my comfort zone. I've maybe not done this as well, but I realize you want me to learn and that that are willing to take this responsibility to share and to share with others that realizing that it's not just the pastor's responsibility, just the preacher's responsibility, but we are all accountable to share what we know and that it's not only a duty but a privilege. We get to share with others and when we teach something we get to learn it twice. Now there are some studies that were done and there's this article that was written and it's called The Explanation Effect. Why you should always teach what you know. And in this explanation effect, he was explaining how we, these different ways that we learn and what are the best ways to learn. That if we hear something like a lecture, a video we just listen then we remember about five percent of what was heard and that's really been the case but when we hear something and then we read it that's why when you turn in your bibles and you look these things up and you read then you're then you remember about ten percent you're engaging some kinesthetic there and you got auditorial and kinesthetic but when um, you have audio visual so now you have some slides you're listening you have something visual then you remember about 20% of the things that you learn and if there's a demonstration there's an example if there's something that you can see and connect it with what you know you remember about 30% of what you learn but if you get to discuss if there's a discussion and you're able to talk it over with each other and you can share these things that stood out to you and and make sense of it then you remember about 50% of what you learn. Um, And then you remember 75% when you practice doing it, when you actually engage, when you really, that's when the understanding starts happening. But if you teach others, that's when you learn about 90%. That's how you remember about 90% of what you learn is when you teach things to others. And I like how Daniel 1133 says that they that understand shall instruct many. So the Bible says if we really understand something we're going to be found sharing it with other people and that's kind of been my barometer too. that like my kind of test to see if I really understand a subject is whether I can explain it or teach it to someone else if you cannot teach what you know to someone else then you don't really understand what you're saying or you don't really understand the subject. So one of the not only a great way to learn but a great way to know what you understand is by sharing it with others. It makes a great, powerful opportunity, and that's one of the benefits of teaching: is that you actually get to see where are the gaps in my understanding, where where do I not really understand? Is as, as I'm engaging with people, I get to see uh, what makes sense and what doesn't. Like I, uh, one of the the things that concerns people the most that prevents them from sharing what they know. Is this fear that what if I make a mistake what if I say the wrong thing or what if they ask me a question and I don't have the answer and they ask all of these questions and it, and it paralyzes them. And it strikes fear in, in them that makes it harder to go and share with other people but I actually found that I learned more from the questions that I had wrong than the questions I had right i love it when people ask me questions that i don't know the answer to because that's when i learn the most because there is this thing this equation of memory that information plus emotion equals long-term memory if you want to remember something long-term and not just be like read it in a fleeting thought but if you want to memorize the word of god like never before then you have to connect the words the message with emotion and if if you can have an emotional experience with the word of god that's what creates long-term memory. That's what changes your character. Because your character is made up of two things. In Hebrews 8.10, the Bible shows us that it's our thoughts and our feelings combined that makes up the moral character. It is our, our mind and our heart, the thoughts and the feelings that God is seeking to write His laws in. So God wants to store this divine information, but we have to connect that, the, the thoughts with the feelings Um, And not just like an informational, just intellectual thing alone, but um, when we have emotion, it's memorable. And why do I say that? Because all learning is state dependence. All learning is dependent upon your state, your emotional state of mind. So, um, an example of what this could look like, 2 Timothy 2.15, the Bible says that uh, we should study to show ourselves approved. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, what, it takes work to study, but it takes more work to study if you don't teach. It's actually less work for you to teach something because you get to learn as you teach. You get to learn it twice. There's so many benefits. But one of the benefits that I found is when I get asked a question and I don't have the answer, it's like there's like that emotion of kind of like shame or embarrassment or, or it's like, whoops. It's like, I don't know. And I see that gap where a lot of people are like that's the worst thing that can happen but is it really what well, why would that matter it i like when people ask me questions i don't know because one it shows the humanity that i don't have all the answers i believe the bible does i don't claim to have all the answers you definitely don't have to have all the answers before you share what you know if you are if you understand fourth grade math You can teach third graders how to do third grade math. You don't have to be a professor or a theologian. It could be simple as that. And the second thing, I just tell them, that's a great question. Let me write down your question. I'm not, I don't know the answer. And it takes humility to say, I don't know. But let me, give me time. I'll go back. I'll look for the answer and then I'll get back with you. There's nothing wrong with that. People will respect a leader who is always real more than someone who is always right, someone who tries to be right when they clearly don't know what they're talking about. It is good. It's actually pride that prevents us from wanting to share with others because we're so afraid of saying or not having an answer. It's okay. You won't have all the answers, but I'll tell you, this is my favorite part. It's when I didn't have the answer and then I go back and I studied and then it's almost like. Like It's not that I haven't read or I haven't heard the answer. I've seen it, but it didn't stick. Why? Because it wasn't emotional yet. But then when I go, it's like, there it is. That's the answer. Oh, I wish that I had this when they were asking for it. But then it like pops off the page. And then I never forget that. A lot of times people look like, Enoch, you understand the Bible so well. It's like, how do you know all these answers? Like, like Why is it that I can ask you questions and, and, and you point me to the scriptures and, and it makes sense? And I'm like, look. First of all, the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance, but second, the only reason I'm able to answer your question is because one, I had the same question and I didn't have an answer. So when I went to God's word, then I found it and then it made sense. Or it's because I've been asked the question before. And most of the times I've been asked lots of questions I didn't have, but when I find the answer, I will never forget it. Because information plus emotion like that embarrassment equals long-term memory. It's for your good. Everything in life happens for you and not to you. So when we can get over this this Limiting belief that we have to have all the answers or know everything before we share anything Then you could start to really enjoy learning and recognize that the best way to learn is to teach so again when uh, here, Here's another really good tip that you can you can apply is that when you learn learn for two It's pretty simple. When you learn, learn for two. Now, what do I mean by that? As you're studying and as you're learning, learn as though you're about to share with someone that you love within 24 hours. Like, How would you be listening to this if you knew that within 24 hours you were going to Um, Share this with someone that you care about. Would you be taking notes differently? Would you or would you be taking notes at all? Would you be sitting differently? How would your posture be? Would you be listening and paying attention differently? When you learn, learn for two. And as you learn for two, it will actually change the way that you are understanding and paying attention. And just by studying to teach, not just studying to learn, but studying to teach, it transforms the way that you understand the word of God, and it makes it so much more engaging and fun to understand the word of God. It's so one of the a really simple way that you could share with other people is just go to Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, just share on social media. When you publish the word of God on social media, you could write a, a little little microblog with a photo. If if you like to speak but you don't want to be on camera, then start a podcast. You could publish on a podcast or maybe you feel comfortable on video and you're like, you know, I don't mind talking all social media loves live video. They want live video more than anything else. Just go live for 10 minutes and share something that you enjoyed. You can even take this video and say, hey, I just learned the best way to learn is a teach. So this is what I'm going to share and here's why. Or if you're like, okay, 10 minutes is a big commitment, then do a story post. You can uh, Martin Luther once said, if you want to change the world, take up your pen and write. I believe the same principle applies, but today, if you want to change the world, pick up your phone and record, and you could publish on a story, on a status on WhatsApp or on Instagram, on, on Snapchat or TikTok, wherever, for 15 seconds, you can share a video, a little nugget of something that was powerful, that was helpful, that, that benefited you, and like these stories are getting thousands of views, hundreds of views, and um, it's, it's like, who doesn't have 15 seconds? And if you don't want to be on camera, that's okay. You don't want to record your face, record your foot. That's okay because even if you record your foot and share what is the lesson that I learned, it's okay. I, I had a, a student, a friend who uh, was getting comfortable recording and they were recording markers. They were recording a whiteboard. There's, there's so many different ways that you could record a video without showing your face and you can share with others what God has shared with you. This is uh, just what I find is so helpful. And one of my favorite verses, one of my favorite stories in the Bible I could resonate so much with is in Mark chapter 5, verse 18 through 19. It describes how there's this demoniac that was possessed with the devil and he was praying to that Jesus would deliver him and Christ delivered this man. He was a terror of the nations. His family deserted him. He was left in a graveyard. He was cutting himself. He was just he lost his manhood because of this, this de- demon possession. And it's like I could relate so much because in my experience of drugs and alcohol and rebellion and just disobedience, disconnected from friends, family, and so many people rejected me and gave up on me. And it's like I felt like I, like I can respond and resonate in so many ways. And it seemed like there's so much like spiritual warfare going on in a lot of my childhood. And when I hear this, I'm just like, yes, that's what it's like being delivered from Jesus. So then this demoniac who's now fully clothed in his right mind, he's going to Jesus saying, hey, take me with you. I want to be with you. And Jesus says, no, you can't. Go back to your family. Go back to your friends and your kinsmen and go tell them what great things God has done for you and had compassion upon you. It's like, what? This demoniac never heard a sermon fall from the lips of Christ. He's never He hasn't spent as much time with Jesus as did the disciples. But what did God have him share? What he has. What great things God has done for him with his testimony. God, likewise with you. God isn't telling you to share anything you don't have. He's asking you to share that which you do have. You don't have to be a professor, a theologian, or an expert to share what you know. And... And if you just take what little it is a testimony something simple and even this video if you just like took notes and you shared it with someone else like hey I want to learn and I realized the best way to learn is to teach so I'm going to teach you why the best way to learn is to teach and as you share with someone else that you care about it will help you tremendously and your experience with the message experience with learning these things this is how and and when this demoniac went forward the next time jesus came through almost the whole town came out to see jesus and receive the gospel you could be so much more effective than you think you can just share what you know and if you're interested in uh, being able to share what you know and have this a platform an opportunity to share testimonies and prayer requests what we've done is we, we get together on these online small group Bible studies that we call squads because we're in the army of youth. You can see on the screen uh, that we get together every week and it's just an hour a week and it's so fun. These people become more like friend, more than friends, they become like family. And here you can share prayer requests, testimonies, surrounded by people that love you, that support you. And want to pray for you and with you and you can share you can contribute you can share your testimony and engage with people it is growing rapidly I'd love to introduce you to my family and um, if you are looking for opportunities to share the gospel and to cultivate your talents or to receive evangelism training so that you can um, you can live your calling and share with others what God has shared with you and learn better by learning for two and sharing what you know just go to the website thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads and you could join sign up today that's again thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads this is a great place for you to impart the things that you have been learning and we go through if you like any of the videos that we have then um, we talk about a lot of these things we study a lot of these similar subjects about how to know the will of God how to um, hear God's voice how to uh, teach, how to learn, how the mind works, or how to share your faith, how to work for God, uh, how to know your calling, to find that direction from God. All of these subjects and so much more we have covered in these small group squad Bible studies. And I'd love for you to join us. And thank you so much for watching, friends. If this was a blessing, then let me know in the comments below what is it that stood out to you the most from this message. And remember that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called.